Adventures in Sci-Fi Publishing. Adventures in Sci-Fi Publishing. Inspiring authors and readers since 2006. Adventures in Sci-Fi Publishing, episode 267. Kim Vandervoort, Hadley Ryle Books, True Heroines of Fantasy. This is Brent Bowen. I'm so pleased to welcome our next guest. She is a fantasy author and editor at Hadley Real Books, a quality small press that publishes exceptional titles in fantasy, science fiction, and historical fiction. They've recently launched a crowdfunding campaign, folks, and it's not your ordinary crowdfunding campaign to assist with distribution and marketing to help the publishing house. She's here to talk about what they're wanting to accomplish with the campaign and some of the great incentives and the purpose behind it. Kim Vandervoort, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Brent. It's a well, pleasure. Well, it's a pleasure to speak with you. I mean, we have a little common background, both with the, the publishing house and both graduates of Viable Paradise. So we're probably long overdue having you on the show, so I'm glad uh, we were able to finally do it. And for what a great, what a great cause for us to, to be able to, to have you on the show. Yes, thank you. I agree. It's definitely a worthy, a worthy opportunity. So, well, why don't, why don't we launch right into that? And how about you tell us about the, the campaign that you're co-coordinating? You're, I think your partner in crime is, is overseas now, so she wasn't able to be with us, Julia Devoren. But why don't you go ahead and give a, tell us a little bit about the crowdfunding campaign? Absolutely. And yes, Julia Devorn and I kind of, this, this was a ball that, that Julia and I picked up to, on a volunteer basis to kind of help out the press. Eric Reynolds, our publisher, has wanted to put together a crowdfunding campaign for, for quite some time in order to help grow the press. Hadley Real is a great small press. But it's kind of reached that sort of awkward adolescent phase with the knobby knees and the elbows that stick out too far, <laughs> where it's not really at a place where one person can successfully manage it by himself anymore. And yet it's not at the wildly successful place we'd like it to be soon, sooner rather than later, where it's really self-sustaining. So what we're hoping to do with this campaign is really take Hadley Rill to the next level. We want to be able to hire potentially a publicist to help with promotion, to help get our wonderful books out into stores. We want to get to maybe go to some more conventions, have a stronger presence at conventions, and basically want to get more of our books in front of readers and you know, into bookstores so that readers can find them. So that's really the goal of this crowdfunding campaign is to really help push us out and grow us to the next level. And that's great. It's, it's interesting. You were talking about the Hadley Real presence and being able to attend more conventions. And one of the things that sticks out to me and, you know, uh, I'm a friend of Eric's and know a little bit about the, about the publishing house because it's, it's located in my hometown and, and I've been able to, uh, to establish a friendship with Eric because of, of that, because we're in the same city and have gotten to know one another pretty well, is that when you guys are able to go to conventions, I've always been so impressed 
by how supportive you are of one another within the publishing house. It reminds me a little bit of what I see out of Angry Robot books. And I think about how ang Angry Robot's really been able to grow over the last several years and how supportive they are as a as a publishing house of one another. And so why don't, in your own words, why don't you tell me how Hadley Real or how, how they're different from other publishers? Well, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head, Brent, because really what separates us is that we're a family. And this is all largely due to Eric. Maybe to give a little bit of background, I was first brought into the family the same year I actually went to Viable Paradise. In fact, Eric had accepted my story right before I went to Viable Paradise in 2007. He accepted a, sh a short story I wrote for the um, Ruins uh, Metropolis anthology, which is a great anthology based around the cover art that he found. All the stories kind of had to be related to this cover art. And once that anthology was published, the following year I went to the Denver Worldcon and met Eric and it was instantly like being a part of family. You know, I felt like I belonged. You know, I had this little short story. I was kind of a nobody, nothing author. And yet I felt like a princess. And that's the way Eric makes all of his <laughs> authors feel is like a prince or a princess. I mean, you know, he is so warm, as you know, I mean, he's, he's warm and welcoming and, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you're in high school and you go to join this club and you instantly feel like everybody likes you. <laughs> that's a weird analogy, but <laughs> in any case, that's how, how we, how I felt with Eric. And then when I w had the opportunity to to send him my novel, my first novel, the song and the sorceress, he was very positive, very, very um, encouraging about the novel, really liked it. And, it. and again, you know, when he accepted it, for publication, I really felt special. And he does that for all of his authors. I think I speak for all of us when I say that we all are made to feel special. And then he brings us together at these conventions. We all meet each other, you know, and we've formed bonds and friendships. And it's just really, um, we call ourselves the Hadley Real family. And that is really what we are. And in a lot of ways, I think it's like how a lot of the bigger presses started. People have told me that's how Bain, for instance, felt at the beginning. The authors all kind of knew each other. It was smaller. And I think that's one of the things that really makes us special. Like, we really feel like, even though it's a small press, we really feel like we're part of something great. Yeah, and it, it's... So this is not the first time Eric's rallied around uh, a concept. So, and it's more than just a concept, but he's really rallied around something that he believes in and wants to champion so he believes in family, obviously. I know Eric has uh, three children, two of, uh, of whom are, are female. And I know you're the, the co-runner of Heroines of Fantasy, and that's something he's really embraced, not just through his relationship with you, but also with some of the other authors. And he's really decided, I know, with the publishing house to, to champion and promote women's involvement in the science fiction and fantasy community. Could you could you tell me about that commitment a little bit and what why the commitment was established for the publishing house in that direction? To be honest, I think it started by accident. <laughs> I think Eric was buying books that he liked and buying them from people he liked uh, who happened to be women, 
some of them, a good majority of us actually are women. And the books he liked had strong female characters. And then after a while, we kept uh, kind of accepting these novels. And, and when we were trying to consider our branding, you know, there were, there were some conversations sort of in the back, the virtual back offices here of Hadley Real between me and Terry Lynn DeFino and Eric a couple summers ago about, and I think Karen to a certain degree, and I think, I think he probably talked to you about it too, Brent, but there were quite, there were discussions about branding. Like, who are we as a publisher? What, what do we really want to be going forward? And so we had to do kind of a detailed look at, okay, well, who we are. And we realized that who we are is a press that really promotes a lot of women authors. And the books that we publish tend to really showcase strong women and and women who are strong not just because they're kind of badasses and can wield wield a sword and they're all tough and they're basically like men in girl skin but women who are strong because they're women or or because they have things that they can bring to the table such as wisdom or maternity uh, or a different worldview in addition to you know we definitely have those badass characters as well, but empathy, you know, things that, that make women strong in the everyday, we were, we were finding that our books were having a lot of women with these strengths. And so that became something that instead of sort of more of a subconscious choice as, you know, Hey, we like these books. This is what we want to read, which is, I think how anything starts. And it became more of a conscious choice of like, you know what, this is who we want to be. Yeah. And I, I think that helps with the kind of the growth and, and evolution of, of where that began. And, and I may have had some of those conversations with Eric and a lot of that has to do with the fact that I'm a father of a, of a young daughter and I, I want my daughter to have heroes that she, that are truly hers too and, and really would empathize with her and she could empathize with as she's having that reading experience. And and having said that, I, I I recently saw an article, and I don't know if you had a chance to read it. It was from it, it re- certainly made it around the interwebs. It was from the Dissolve about this notion of the the Trinity syndrome, referring yes. to uh, Trinity from the Matrix, and how even these strong female characters seem to be sidecar or sidekick type characters, even though they're badass and they, they don't, they still are not integral to the plot. And so what, you know, what effect uh, do you think that has on audiences? I'm always thinking about this because when I'm thinking of my daughter, I'm like, I know she loves a little girl power, power, but at the same time, I want her to make sure that she's seeing story and experiencing story where the results of her consequences and the results of the character's consequences matter. So what effect do you think the, that this notion of the Trinity syndrome has on audiences, particularly younger readers and viewers? Well, I think it's a, it's a great question. It's a complicated question. And I did, I actually reposted that article on my Facebook page because I thought it was really interesting. There's a couple things here to, to, to kind of talk about and think about. And I, I also have two daughters and kind of giving a little bit of background that informed how I wrote the song and the sorceress in, in my books, because for the same kind of reason you're talking about with your daughter, I didn't have that when I was a girl. I didn't have any 
I loved reading fantasy. I read it all the time. And there weren't a lot of strong female characters. There actually weren't a lot of female characters at all. (laughs) But when they were there, they generally always fell into a certain group. They were, you know, the, the mother, the love interest, the prostitute, the witch, you know, very stereotypical, didn't really seem to have any function in the story. And so we're kind of shooting. So I I wanted to write something different from that. I wanted to write, you know, real women characters who actually made an influence. They actually took part in helping to save the world instead of sort of standing back and wringing their hands or cooling over the hero. And I wanted my daughters to have heroes like that as well, heroines like that in their lives. Now, I think there's been a huge transformation in society to giving us more strong female characters. But then as this article talks about, We've got all these strong women, but now what do they do? You know, and and I think there's an interesting paradox going on because on the one hand, we've got the strong women. And on the other hand, we almost have conscious attempts to weaken her to kind of bring in another article I actually read. And I wish I could remember where it was. I know I read it in Entertainment Weekly and it was an old one because I'm kind of working through my stack <laughs> now that I'm not now that I'm not teaching. So it could have been anywhere from, you know, six months to a year old. There's a really great article in one of my Entertainment Weeklies talking about why do storytellers in the media feel like they have to use rape as a device to weaken a strong woman. Mm. And which I thought was a really interesting article. And it and again, it ties into this conversation because I think, you know, on the one hand, our girls are getting to see these women on screen. You know, they're getting to see Katniss. They're getting to see Triss and Divergent. They're getting to see Trinity. They're getting to see, you know, these, these women who are really interesting, really physically strong and also emotionally, mentally strong. But then... They also get to see that they are weakened in some way from, by some outside force, or they at some point, like the article suggests, they have to kind of take a backseat. They still have to take a backseat to the man. So how do I think this is influencing our younger readers and viewers? It's difficult. I think it's still a positive influence because we're still seeing the women there. Mm-hmm. We're still getting to see that, you know, hey, it's okay to no martial arts. It's okay to protect yourself, to defend yourself. It's okay to be smart, which is something that we haven't, you know, still really worked on with our girls enough in society, but you still have to be really pretty, right? (laughs) Have a kick-ass body. Okay. And you still can't do everything the guys can do. So it's, it's better than it was for me growing up, but I still think we have a lot of work to do. And I think, uh, thank you for that. And I, and I think that's something out of the crowdfunding campaign and, and as part of the press, I wanted to bring that up because I think that's something you all are trying to accomplish with the public, publishing house is fill the, the void there around some of these stronger characters that may not have to fit all the check boxes. Right. So. And, and, you know, I, I'm sorry, you kind of touched a nerve with me, obviously, because that's sort of my passion. This is my, the thing that, that is very passionate to me as a woman in society and has really driven my writing and a lot of my own life choices, you know. So it's something I feel very strongly about. And, and I'm very, it makes me very proud of what we're doing at Hadley Row because, because I think that there needs to be more stories out there. 
Well, let's let's take a moment, if you don't mind, Kim. I mean, you you mentioned one of your books, Song and the Sorceress, but talk about maybe some of the other titles you you feel like. Since let's go ahead and spotlight some of those titles that from the the Hadley Real Library, if you will, that maybe fit the bill for uh, a parent that happens to be listening to our conversation and would think this this is the type of book. I want my daughter and or it doesn't have to be exclusively daughter. My son could learn a lot. I could continue to learn a lot through this through this discourse and and reading. So uh, if you wouldn't mind, maybe if if you have a couple other titles you wouldn't mind mentioning, that'd be great. I'd love to hear. Oh, absolutely. The hard part actually is is finding (laughs) one of our titles that doesn't really showcase strong female (laughs) characters. Obviously, my books. That's that's something that I do. Terry Lynn DeFino does an amazing job of writing not just great female characters, but just great characters in general. She actually has a lot of diversity in her books, which is also a common topic these days in, in the SFF community. Mm-hmm. Her one of her in her first novel, Finder, Zahariel, I don't even know if I'm saying it right, is one of the most amazing characters. And she is a woman of color who was kept as a slave. And you kind of, in addition to the, um, the title character, Ethan Finder, in addition to, you know, his adventures, you learn a lot about Zahariel. And it's, it's just an amazing story and great characters of both genders. Obviously, Karin Rita Gastrikes, I, I know I'm saying everyone's names wrong, Aolin has great uh, female characters. A lot of the archaeology series showcases uh, female strong women. We've got Priestess and the Slave by Jenny Blackford. We have um, Like Mayflies in a Stream by Shauna Roberts. In terms of YA, we don't have a lot of YA. My my stuff is kind of YA crossover, but one of my authors whom I just love to death is Melissa Mickelson. Mm-hmm. I am her editor. Her book, Nightingale, fantastic. And it's about, you know, a young girl who is taken from her homeland and home people, her basically through an act of genocide. She is like the only person left alive and kind of follows, you know, it's what starts off as a thirst for revenge. She learns everything she can from her captor who trains her to be an assassin. So she says, all right, I'm going to learn it. I'm going to do it and I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and it's dark, you know, but... But it's a great, great book. And so we have a lot. Little Arya Stark in that book, huh? Actually, yes. Um, now that you mention it. Um, and, and yet she's flawed, you know, and she's not perfect. And she has weaknesses. And that, that's the nice thing, too. You know, these characters, they're, they're real. They feel real. They feel like... You know, maybe you wouldn't want to meet her character in a dark dark alley. I wouldn't, but she's so engaging. I mean, I remember when I first read the submission for for for, um, for Nightingale, and I couldn't put it down. I read it in a day. So it's it's we have a lot of of really great books. Julia Devoren, obviously, great character. She's got a. a her main characters are twins, a male and a female, and her female whisper is just fantastic, you know. So we've got a lot. I mean, it's like I said, I think it's harder to find a book of ours that doesn't have a real good 
well-rounded female character who takes an active role in the action. That's great. That's great to hear. And I mean, it's great to hear not only because it's the mission of the publishing house or it's evolved into the mission of the publishing house, but it's also great to hear probably for our listeners because we've been talking about this crowdfunding campaign and a lot of the titles, so if people are interested in those titles, they're able to get those titles, but at the same time be able to help the great cause tied to the to the crowdfunding campaign because a lot of the titles are part of the incentives, correct? Yes, actually. In fact, you can get any of our titles through the incentives for the Indiegogo campaign. There are some that are listed as bundles, which are just different kind of packages we put together. They're sort of the higher level, $75 level. There are some based on donations individual authors have given that are specifically named, but readers can get any of our books if they want, you know, there's, there are perks where they can get free eBooks. They can choose any of our collection, including our anthologies. And they're the same with print books that the, there are levels where you can get a free a print book. So they can, they're welcome to choose any of those novels. So it's kind of a really, like if you wanted to, if the reader wanted to try out one of our books, this is a great way to do it. Yeah. Let's talk about the incentives and have you walk through the incentive uh, levels a bit that, I know the incentives run the gamut of, you know, an ebook for a, what I consider a, a nominal contribution because I, I think it starts at about the price of what you would normally get an ebook. You, you make that contribution of about $10, correct? And then you're able to, to receive an ebook. So you're really getting uh, the value and then helping the publishing house at the same time. So before we get into that, what's, what's, what's the publishing house's goal? What's the goal for the campaign? We want to be able to have a greater presence at conventions, to put more money into our marketing, and we want to be able to sign more authors. So those are the the main goals for this uh, particular campaign. And then there's a financial target as well you guys are trying to achieve, I believe. Oh, the financial goal. Yes. I'm sorry. It's $12,500 is our goal. Is the goal. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then would would you mind walking us through some of the incentive levels? Because while you, we have some of the ebook packages, I, I know there are some other things in there. There are several aspiring writers that are aspiring authors. Everybody's a writer generally that listens to this show. Aspiring authors. I know there are some incentives where they could maybe receive some editing prowess from the, the publishing house. But there's also some other interesting incentives, like if anyone wanted to spend a lovely weekend and on the, the coast of California, there's, there's an incentive there, which I thought was quite unique for the, for the mm, I wouldn't say well-to-do contributor, but it, it would take a little <laughs> bit of means to, to get there. So uh, the incentives run the gamut. Do you mind walking through the levels for me? Sure, no problem. What we've done is tried to create some incentives that were for readers, writers and fans. So different groups of people who would be interested. So at the lower levels, we have obviously, as you mentioned, you know, $5. If you just want to throw five bucks at us and say, Hey, we like what you're doing. We'll send you a bookmark. Okay. $10 is a a free, a free Hadley real ebook of your choice. So you can pick anything from your list. And as you mentioned, that's cheaper than actually a lot of eBooks are priced elsewhere. So it's kind of a good deal. Then we go up through two, you know, two ebooks of your choice at the $18 level, 
$25, you can get either one signed print book or you, on, and basically what, what's going to happen is the author will sign a custom book plate that is an Indo, Indiegogo campaign only incentive. And that's going to be affixed to the print copy and you get a bookmark too. So there's at the $25 level, you can have the signed HRV print book or you can get three ebooks of your choice. We have a special t-shirt that we're putting together. We're actually going to reveal the logo in the next couple of days. Oh, very cool. I know. So we're excited. <laughs> um, Heather McDougall actually designed it for us, and it's very cool. It's an I Heart True Heroines. Really, really cool design. So we're super excited about that. So at the $35 level, you can get an ebook and a t-shirt. $35 is kind of a fun one because you can get a signed book plus a bookmark, and a piece of unpublished fiction from one of our authors. And so the idea behind this is if you're a fan, you like what, you know, what we're doing, what we write, then what you can do is you can get, for instance, a signed copy of my latest novel, Outcast, plus a sneak peek chapter of the unpublished sequel. So if you ever wanted, if any of the fans of mine ever wanted to kind of get a chapter of the next book in the Song and the Sorceress series, for instance, then they could sign up for that incentive and they could get a chapter. You just wouldn't want said fan to publish those pages out on the internet prior to, though, probably, right? Well, you know, once you put it out there, it's out there, you yep. know. Okay. I, I'm not going to... I got in trouble. I'm not going to name the artist... But I got I got a sneak peek on a calendar of well I should mention of some some art and work for a very well known author and because I wanted it at an auction and oh. I put one picture of the artwork out on the interwebs and then the the artist reached out to me personally and asked me to stop doing that oh. which which I obliged by the way I'm just I'm saying. Oh, of course. Yeah. No, I mean, it would be lovely if they would keep it under wraps. But, you know, once it's my my philosophy is, you know, once it's out there, sometimes it's out there. But basically, for me, they would get a print printed chapter, actually, and it would be signed. So uh, other other authors, as they decide to fill that incentive, their mileage may vary. But but that's kind of my thoughts on that one. $50, $50, you get a signed print book plus a t-shirt. And then at $75, we, we put together some bundles that I mentioned earlier. We have a science fiction bundle of three books, three print books. There's a fantasy bundle, historical, and then our anthologies. And a mystery bundle where we just kind of, all right, you know, we'll just throw together three books and send you whatever. So if somebody wants the kind of grab bag experience, then they could choose that perk. $80. The person who donates at this level would get to have a 30-minute Google Plus Hangout or Skype call with one of the following authors or editors. So they could talk to me, Julia Devoren, Shauna Roberts, or Louise Turner, who is a Scottish author that we signed. And the, the deal here is that you can pick their brain about whatever you want to know. So... You know, again, if somebody wants to Skype me for 30 minutes, people are always asking me questions like, is this character going to get together with that character? You know, how, what's going to happen in the third book? I have decided that I will be entirely truthful in 30 minutes. So they can ask me whatever they want wow. and I will tell them. Wow. So, 
And now, yeah. and Louise rubs elbows, I think, with Scottish royalty. Can we make demands of her to to make sure that there's a backdrop of some some swanky party going on? For... <laughs> I don't know. We should make it. You know, we should make her have to go somewhere cool, like Scottish moors or something behind her. That's pretty awesome. Like, if you talk to me. I don't know. You might get my living room window, but I'm going to tell you everything. So, <laughs> but yeah, you know, we can, we can, we can talk to Louise, you know, we're, we're willing to work with whatever the donator, donator, whatever the donor <laughs> would like to do. <laughs> okay, great. hundred dollar level is really fun too, because we came up with the idea of a walk on roll. Which George Martin, you know, promptly stole and sold for $20,000 in his own personal auction. What a deal this is, I know. Then, right? This is a deal because basically for $100, you receive a signed print book, a bookmark, and, and you get the chance for a character based on you to appear in a walk-on role in the next book by either me, Terry Lindafino, or Julia DeVoren. And we have... That's a really fun one. I'm actually excited about this. We've had two, two takers on this already. So you can specify which author you want to, to write about you or write you into their story. And you can choose from the following walk-on roles. You can die a painful death, so <laughs> we will totally kill you George Martin style. We, you can kiss a main character. So as I posted on my Facebook one day, if you've ever wanted to kiss Bravarian and possibly get slapped by Kilea, this is your opportunity. <laughs> Save someone from trouble. So if you want to be like that guy who swoops in at the last minute and, you know, ferries the party across the raging river or what have you, that could, you know, that could be you. We have, look, mom, I'm the mayor or other important person. So, you know, we've got, we're going to set this person up. They're going to be a prince or king or ambassador or whatever. And then look, mom, I'm a rogue or rascal. So, you know, I've got, I know I have room for pirates in my next story. So, you know, I, if you want to be a pirate, you know, what have you, that's great. And the cool thing about this perk, it's not just a, a tuckerization where we just throw your name in there. Mm-hmm. We're actually going to write you into the story. You're going to get at least one full scene. Okay, so it's a walk-on role. You know, but who knows? The, the character might become important. You know how it is as yeah. a writer, right, Brent? Yeah. You know, it, the, we might start out with this this pirate, and maybe that pirate's going to be really important. Particularly um, if you're a pantser, that definitely could happen. Right. <laughs> now, I, I love it. Now, that one may be a bit tricky. Is that one limit? <laughs> I, that one, is that perk limited? The numbers limited? Yes. We only have 15 of those because okay. we figured five each of us at the most. I mean, obviously, if everybody chooses me, I'll make sure it works or Terry Lynn, Julia, what have you. But we only have 15 of those. Oh, I thought two, I thought Julie was going to take ten of those and write her whole next book off of. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could make her. <laughs> She's not here. <laughs> yeah, you know how that works when you're not around. You get assigned everything, right? That's right. She she went overseas, man. She's, she's she gets what's left. So. Yeah, uh, and then the next one is for kind of starting to kind of key into our aspiring writers. $150, you get a 50-page manuscript critique, and that will be of an author or editor of the first 50 pages up to 13,000 words of your unpublished manuscript. And the critique may include in-text commentary as well as a final write-up. So, you know, we're going to read it and really give you good feedback on it. Like, what do we see? What do we like? 
You know, what, what's going well with the story? You know, what characters do we like? What characters need, you know, maybe more rounding out or where is the story slow? So this is something that, that we will definitely dig in and give you a good thorough critique on the first 50 pages. $200, you get all the eBooks, approximately 40 of our books. So every eBook that we have, which is a really great deal when you think about it. $250, we actually have a special art piece donated by comics anchor Art Tiber. Um, he's worked for Marvel and DC. He's actually a friend of mine. He did the cover for my second book, The Northern Queen. And he works. he's worked for Marvel and DC. He's drawn Wolverine, Batman, all of those, all those guys for probably two decades now. Yeah, X-Men, X-Factor. I geeked when he did your co- your second cover, which I thought did was absolutely really? gorgeous. Oh, yeah. I read all those comics growing up, so. So you knew, did you know his name? I um, knew his name as an artist, definitely. Yeah, he's a great guy, and, and he, you know, this is really generous to, and, and I believe he hasn't shown me the exact piece of art yet, but it's going to be basically something that he has done that's original that is characters that are familiar to us. So it's going to be Wolverine or it's going to be Batman or what have you. So, so that's a pretty exciting perk if you're a comic fan. And we only have one of those. But, but that's kind of a cool donation that he, he gave over. Um, $300, you get a Kindle Paperwhite with all of our eBooks, pre, you know, ready, loaded to go. $400, you get the Kindle Fire HD plus all the eBooks. And at $500, a Kindle Fire HDX plus all the ebooks. So if somebody, you know, they're like, hey, I want all the ebooks, but I don't have a reader. Well, we can set you up. And if they're, you know, with all the hatchet discussion, if they're absolutely anti Amazon? Uh, that's a tricky one. <laughs> we do offer ebooks in other formats. Okay. Um, so if they if they don't want the Kindle, that's completely fine because we can give them ebooks in the the format of their choice. So they can be in Kindle, they can be in EPUB or PDF. Okay. So you can go the anti Amazon route if if you so desire. I want to make sure because that seems like it's about half of the publishing community these days. Yeah, yeah. They can definitely choose to use alternate formats. So okay. and and you know that's good. Everyone has different readers anyway, so we wanted to make sure that was available to everybody. But yeah, if somebody doesn't want to to kind of buy into that, then they are absolutely welcome to choose a different format and still get all our stuff. So excellent, excellent. At one thousand dollars, we've got a book cover design donated by uh, by um, Heather McDougal, who does a lot of our design these days. She's amazing. She did the design. Uh, completely for um, Julia DeVoren's Ice Will Reveal and her own novel, Songs for a Machine Age. And she's also, she helped with the design of my novel, Outcast, that just came out. So she just, she's, and she's done a ton. I mean, I, she's done a lot of design work and she's fantastic. So um, if someone, you know, has decided they want to go the self-publishing route and they want a really beautiful cover, then this is a great it's actually, I think, a good deal because cover design is expensive. It is expensive. Um, if art hadn't done my cover as a favor, it, I would never have been able to afford him. <laughs> $1,500, you get a full manuscript critique on your unpublished book up to 125,000 words. 
So again, we're going to read the whole novel and provide a detailed five to 10 page critique focusing on what works and doesn't work, along with suggestions for improvement. So what essentially we will do, and this is either me or Terry Lindefino, either one of us will be fulfilling this perk and we will do what we do for our own authors. You know, so it, you know, just as if the, the person, the donor for this perk just as if they were my own author, like Melissa, or Julie is actually my author also, you know, I'm going to read the novel. I'm really going to go into to detail about what could be improved to make this a saleable novel. So, again, a really good deal for a critique. $2,500 is the writer's retreat you were talking about. And this is a great, really kind of a fun thing. I mean, obviously, you know, we only have one of these. But one of our authors has access to a cabin on beautiful Stinson Beach, California, and it's gorgeous. I've been out there. I've stayed in the cabin. It's a darling cabin. You know, Julia and I both wrote our short stories for the Renaissance Festival Anthology in that cabin. (laughs) So it's got um, good juju for writing. Actually, we've had, you know, other people. Eric Griffith uh, was right, has written there. Heather McDougall. You know, and some other people that we know from Viable Paradise and from other other parts of the community. And it's a, just a really wonderful place to kind of get away for a few days. And basically, the, the perk is you get to come and hang with us and, and write, you know, for three days. You know, I don't know if I'm, I'm saying us like I'm going to be there. I want to be there. But, <laughs> but our lucky donor will get to hang out with at least three other Hadley Real authors for a long weekend at this beach and, and just get to write and kind of talk shop with other writers and pick brains and do whatever. So it's kind of a cool thing. And then our biggest perk is the $4,000 full manuscript edit. And this is not the critique, like I mentioned earlier, which is a critique like we would do for our authors. This is everything. This is the developmental feedback, line editing, you know, so if you've got an unpublished novel and you're like, hey, I, I want it. I don't want just a critique. I don't want you just to, to give me general feedback, you know, and the critique's still pretty detailed, but I don't want you just to give me like kind of overview of it. I want you to fully line edit, polish it, you know, work with me on the developmental editing phase um, to help get this ready. So and $4,000, Julie and I investigated, that's that's approximately two-thirds of the actual, like, sort of writer's union going rates for going this kind of rate. a perk. Yeah. Yeah. So if you were to so, get a mark, if you were to get a book doctor that would do that or or find an editor that do, to do that. So if you're, again, this may be something if, if you're looking to really publish, really polish something for, uh, for publishing, whether it be self-publishing or traditional, this may be the route to go. Right. Definitely. And, you know, it's a, it's a good deal. In fact, I priced out author, I priced out editing services for somebody who wanted to use me independently. And based on what he wanted, which is to come back at least three times and really go over the novel, at least three drafts and help him polish it and, and do, um, you know, make, do continuity editing, which is making sure that, you know, yes, that character really would behave that way in that setting under those circumstances you know, those kinds of things. And, and it was, you know, way more than it was like close to $10,000. Once you sit down and really think about hourly rates and all of that. So this is a good deal. 
Even though the price tag for the right buyer, that's going to be the right donor. That's going to be that's going to be a great incentive. Well, it sounds like the the incentive list as a whole is a lot of fun, and and whether it be getting a great story or and like you said, I think you had said you're trying to to hit both you know writers and fans with this mix, and and I think you've really done that with the with the incentives. So, a couple more questions where the in the important ones. So if people want to contribute to the to the campaign, where where can they go to do that? Where where can they find out more about you and the campaign to be able to contribute? Okay, well, they can. For, if you want to find more about me, readers are welcome to <laughs> like my author page on Facebook. Um, it's Kim Vandervoort author. I have a Twitter. It's Ms. Writer Kim M S W R I T E R K I M. I don't post a ton on Twitter. I'm trying to get better. <laughs> I have a blog, kimvandervoort.com is where my not my website usually goes, but it has issues. So, and I haven't updated it in a while. So, use generally Facebook or Twitter these days for me. As for the press, you can find us at www.hrbpress.com and on Twitter, we're Hadley Real Books with BKS, so it's H-A-D-L-E-Y-R-I-L-L-E-B-K-S, because that's all that would fit. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously on Facebook as well, we have our own Facebook page on Hadley Real Books, and we're, you know, really good at updating the Facebook page. One other place you can actually find information, as you mentioned before, our Heroines of Fantasy blog. Recently, Eric has decided to kind of adopt that blog as the official blog of Hadley Real Books, which is really wonderful to be able to officially be affiliated with the press in that way. And so we've got some information actually that Eric Griffith posted just um, just Monday, I think, about the campaign so that you can find more information there. Excellent. Any Anything else that you'd like to mention to our listeners that I may have missed, Kim? I don't know. I think these were all pretty, <laughs> we're pretty, pretty thorough. thorough questions. I mean, is there anything else you would like to know that I might have missed? <laughs> no, I think, well, the campaign itself is out on Indiegogo, correct? I think that's important, right? Yes. And so maybe give in- a... Yeah, it's on Indiegogo.com, and the title of it is Support the Growth of Hadley Real Books, a Quality Small Press Publisher, which is a very long title when you think about it. But we have links to our campaign everywhere. We've got links on the main Hadley Real Books website. There's actually Eric's daughter, Rose, did the video for us for the campaign and she's darling. So if nothing else, your readers just need to go watch, you know, adorable Rose because she is now the the (laughs) official face, I suppose, of Hadley Real Books and and it's a very, very sweet face. (laughs) But um, we've got the video posted so that people can learn more about the campaign and we've got links to the campaign on all of our additional social media as well. That's great. No, I appreciate you taking the time to to chat with us about the campaign and about the the press and sharing with our listeners what great things are happening at Hadley Real and I and I'm hopeful that they'll take advantage of the opportunity to to get get involved with the campaign. Kim as always and it's been a long time for, uh, since we last caught up. I'm I'm I was really happy to speak with you tonight. I know, I think we should talk more. This is really fun. Thank you so much for listening to Adventures in Sci-Fi Publishing. To find out more about our show, our team, 
our reviews and articles and so much more, head to adventuresinsci-fi-publishing.com. If you're an author, go tap those keys. And if you're a reader, I guess that means you should go read. Until next time, folks, keep it sci-fi. Sci-fi.